We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Hot and Messy Podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Barrett and Adam Newell. Well, we have quite the show today. A little different than what we normally do, but it's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be a great conversation. Don't sell us short. This is going to be one hell of a conversation. Real quick, Jason, did you notice I'm getting so much more comfortable with my low pitch voice on podcasting that when I said, and Adam Newell, I was like, and Adam Newell, like the pitch was different. Did you feel oh, it? like instead of Adam Newell? Oh yeah, I know. It's so animated. I don't know why I sound like that. It's not even my <laughs> voice. No, I'm not selling this episode short because this is probably one of my favorite conversations we've had thus far on the podcast. It's fun and we get to dive into actually a lot of things that are going on right now. You know, we have such an amazing guest and this guest who is coming on today is a good friend of ours and even an even longer friend of Jason's, but she deals with celebrity events and weddings. That's what her company does. She built this company from the ground up. And I think that this is interesting because Jason and I are constantly having the conversation about marriage. But not only that, if you wake up and you log into Instagram or Twitter, social media, I don't give a shit what you're logging into. All you see is the demise of some sort of celebrity couple. I don't care if it's Benefer, if it's... I, it doesn't matter. I mean, matter. right now, I mean, right now, before we pop off, you know, it's... It's you open Twitter. You're right. You know, it's so coincidental. We have someone who deals with weddings and and events. But guys, before we pop off, we got to remind you, if you haven't done so already, follow us on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Definitely hit that five star rating button. It helps us out so much and leave us a rating and let us know uh, how you're enjoying the show. Also, join in on our conversation. You can email us at info at hot Put your name where you're from. Put a question or a topic you would like us to discuss, and we will discuss it on air. We are also available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, pretty much wherever you can get your podcast. I have that, no idea how he remembers all of that, by the way. And I just want to say I'm going to threaten you guys. If you don't leave a five-star review and a rating, <laughs> I'm going to... Th no, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, it does help. And on top of that, if you guys are listeners, I've been told so many times at this point that the platforms don't really co-mingle between YouTube and podcast. But if you are listeners and sometimes you want to jump in for some video footage of us having these conversations with our different amazing guests, we do post clips on our Hot Messy Podcast YouTube channel. So you have options. We like options. A girl loves options. We wanted to give you some options. Now, Jason, wrap it up. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Let's go ahead and start popping off. That's what I meant. Let's pop it off. All right. We have to discuss the demise of celebrity relationships because right now, you know, the big thing in the news is Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen are getting a divorce or supposedly are allegedly. You sure that's how you say her name? Sorry. Bunchen? Is it? I'm pretty sure. I just don't want you to like butcher the 
poor girl's name, the poor four hundred million dollar Bunchen supermodel. I think it's German, right? Bunchen. Okay, Okay, Bunchen. Anyway, I'm not sure. Allegedly, uh, Giselle (laughs) Bunchen is steering a divorce with Tom Brady. She is navigating this. She is showing up without her wedding ring on. And Adam, to me, we got to talk about celebrity relationships here because Tom Brady and Giselle are one of the few relationships that I have found to be very strong. Uh, they're also gorgeous. It's tough so of what though? Because they're both gorgeous. You feel like it's a strong relationship? No, they're relationship. both gorgeous. They, you know, according to their social media and 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 their family and the way so they you are buying into kids, that shit. I'm buying into this shit. No, 100%. I mean, okay. we all know that that relationships aren't easy, especially celebrity ones and ones in Hollywood because you're always dealing with the next coolest, hottest thing like coming up and and things don't last. I mean, look look at uh, Lala Kent and Randall Emmett. Okay, you know? that is, those are, <laughs> listen, the biggest, I don't want to sit here and, first of all, I can't even believe you brought that up. I don't want to sit here and talk shit about anything because she has a beautiful blessing of a baby girl out of that relationship. Tom, I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying this is, I mean, celebrity relationships. This is Hollywood. Are they you know, celebrities? People have background. Yes. Tom Brady, oh. what are you talking about? He's Tom Brady and Giselle, Lala and Randall. Oh, I mean, it doesn't matter. My whole point, too, about the difference in the relationships, and again, no shade, Giselle has more money than Tom. Tom's worth around $180 million, and she's worth around $400 million. She is the highest paid supermodel to date. Google it. That's insane. It's all about numbers with Adam, too. Oh, my God. Numbers just like they get my chops wet. But We're not even talking about the relationship. Adam's like, she's richer. She's good. No, my whole point... No... You brought up Lala and Randall, and Lala had nothing, and Randall had a home in Bel Air. That's very different. I'm talking about two people who are on very even playing grounds. Like they don't very need true. each other. So it's like if they don't want to be with each other, it's not one of those, oh, I can't leave because how am I going to survive? And I have to restart and poor me. I don't think that that's what's going through their head. They're not, I don't think Giselle's sitting there sorrowing in her feelings, going, you know what? I'm going to be okay because my bank account looks great. I think she's thinking about her family, you know, the kids. Yeah, the, she's the, the the things they built together, you know? If you watch any of her interviews, she has such great family and core values. And I'm not surprised because she's Brazilian. I had a Brazilian sister-in-law and family structure and just like being close. It was everything, especially for my sister-in-law, Marina. She literally, her family meant everything to her. And she always told me, this is my culture. And when I was introduced to that, and it just made me... I I had never seen anything like that. So I do believe that Giselle, based off of her interviews and what she's talked about, has very strong family values. But one of the biggest rumors here is, and this is something I want to ask the listeners, and I don't know how to ask listeners on a podcast. Maybe yeah, I know you got to get used to getting off the YouTube. I, think. I know the rumor is, is she didn't want Tom Brady to come out of retirement for the NFL because he had had, he's had a few concussions and that, after a few concussions, you could potentially get brain damage if it happens again. And then that's risking you being sort of out of it for the rest of your children's lives. And she might think, listen, we're worth over half a billion dollars. We don't need to do this. And for him, he's like, this is my life. This is his life. And that's the thing with athletes too. They always are looking to win. You know, I was an athlete and you just, you get competitive with yourself almost. You know, it's a team sport he plays, but at the same time, He's got this this whole resume of winning all of all of these Super Bowls with different teams, and now he, I think, he just wants to try and do it again. 
I think it's just one of those things that we just talked about this. And I cannot wait because the conversation that we're about to have today is going to make so much sense in this. Because sometimes it doesn't matter. First of all, when you have a niche career, and I don't, this is not disrespect by any means, but like Jason being in Cirque du Soleil, where you know eventually one day your body is not going to allow you to do that. Mm. Being in the military where you become an expert sniper, but how do you incorporate that into the real world, right? You can't just go around doing that. And then, you know, you have NFL players or NBA players, and then they come out of it and they're like, what do I do? I miss traveling. I miss being a part of a team, my own community, just rooting for me. How do I catch a football in real life and turn that into a job? Well, for Tom Brady, he did not need to do that because they have enough money. But for him, maybe he was missing that kind of fulfillment, right? There's so much that comes along with it. There's there's the competitiveness with yourself, with your team. There's the camaraderie you have with the team. There's something you get used to. And, and I can attest to this too. Well, just, be competitive with your wife and make some more money. Cheap ass, broke <laughs> ass, 150 million. No, I mean, I can attest to this too. You know, from leaving Cirque du Soleil, where I spent a, a good part of a decade, if not more, and being uh, an athlete for the United States and trampoline and tumbling, there are things about it you miss. The validation you get, you know, from performing, like that instant validation. But then at that uh, point, Jason, what, which one is more important? What your wife is asking you on behalf of her and your three children or that part of it that you miss for yourself? Well, obviously, if that is the case, then it has been chosen that football is more important. I, and I don't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to see real quick because we don't have enough information on this couple. No. Right. And we're still waiting. For no one does. To come out. No one right. does. Not when and this you stuff never, comes out. And that's the thing too, is everyone thinks they know. You run wild. And I hate, I hate, and I do it. I think I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world because I speculate on a lot of shit. But then I come back and I'm like, I hate when people speculate. Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm that asshole that is speculating. But my point is, I want to get to a different relationship because all you see is negative headlines in the press. And this is the reason that this couple never made it to the altar the first time. We have Benifer. You're not... Oh, oh Benifer. No. I knew you were going to bring up oh, Benifer. who did you think I was going to bring up? Well, I don't know. I just think that's the only other couple that people are talking about right Well, now. no, we have... I mean, you have Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Did he put his hands on her on the plane? Did he touch the kids? Did he not? It's like that. I don't even want to talk about child Ooh, abuse yeah, or anything like that. I don't like even that. speculate about that. We shouldn't yeah. speculate about that. But Benifer 2.0, I just want to tell you, where is Heather McDonald's right now? Because I feel like she would do an impression <laughs> and she would make me laugh my ass off. Jennifer is this dynamic woman. She's worth over, again, I like to talk about money. She's worth over half a billion dollars. And I looked up their net worths. Jennifer is worth 500 million and he's worth 150 million. So again, the women are winning. The women are worth more. Now he, from what we're seeing, every time we see a photo, a paparazzi photo of him, he looks tired, paunchy, smoking a cigarette, looks like he's been out all night, looks like he smells like just a little rat's nest. And I, I don't know why, but he just looks exhausted. And then you pan over to Jennifer Lopez and you see her with her twins, especially that documentary where she did it for the Super Bowl. Remember? Yeah, that was awesome. It was awesome. And you see her incorporating her kids and just always trying to be the best mom, mother and figure she can be to inspire her family. And there's a lot on that plate, but she looks damn good doing it. And it makes me wonder, did she get married to Ben Affleck because she, over all of those years, 
wondered what would it have been like had we have gotten married and now it could maybe be not what she thought it was look at kim and chris humphreys kim kardashian and chris humphreys they lasted 90 days that was a mess that was oh, a complete mess we're hearing but this i mean i think too. With, i think with jennifer lopez i think she was and again we're speculating that i think she was really in love with ben and i think and i hope well i think and i hope that she's not just coming to his rescue right now because he's had so many problems lately with alcohol abuse and 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 other things i hope she's not like listen i love you i need to take care of you kind of thing no but some people have that complex it's that we have to take care of you complex like it, it's you're like a savior if you th- listen i have been taught by the number one education program on television, which is called The Bachelor. And what uh, happens is... <laughs> that these... is the worst way to have a relationship, <laughs> or... to get a relationship. <laughs> None of them have worked except for what? The one or two? Yes, some of them work. But The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, they always get down to the last two. And then you have one person who's just like a complete fuck up and somebody who just like has the shittiest attitude. You can tell they're narcissistic. You can tell that they don't have much ambition, but they tell you all of the right things. Then you have the second person. That person is usually put together. They're professional. They have good, strong family values. They're a great person. You don't really have to fix them. So you're really not that interested. And I find with men and women or however you identify, I find that sometimes people are attracted to people who they think need help, that they can fix them. I'm a fixer. Wow. I know. You haven't done a very good job of fixing me if you're a fixer. I, I'm i on some Dr. Phil shit right now, but you are not <laughs> one of the clients and you have to it's just, pull your ticket. I'm, I'm trying to understand you. J-Lo has it all, right? And not only does she have it all, she is one of the hardest workers in Hollywood. She works her ass off. Well, she works her ass up. You know, my favorite relationship that Jennifer Lopez ever had was with Mark Anthony. You and always say that. You always say, well, Mark Anthony's not that not that hot. I beg to differ. Have you ever seen Mark Anthony perform? Can I say? He is incredible. I thought, listen, Jennifer Lopez has been with a lot of good looking men and some not so good looking. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how you, we're rating the men here, but well, J-Lo's track record isn't that great. I think P. Diddy is a good looking guy. I think that Casper, her former dancer, was a good looking guy. Oh, but was she really with him or was that kind of a... No, she was with him. And kind of bounced back. I think A-Rod's Rebound. a good looking guy. And I think that oh, Ben Affleck... A-Rod's a great looking guy, yeah. Yeah, and A-Rod has his shit together. But also, you can't go sliding in people's DMs when you're with Jennifer motherfucking Lopez. Right. Don't do that shit. So the reason she left you, you deserve it. But for Ben Affleck, he's like, I never thought I would get this good. He's probably like, he reminds me right now of Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean, Captain Jack Sparrow. I see him swaying. I see him smoking a cigarette and smelling like, why is the rum gone? And I just see like, you hit the jackpot, friend. Also for J-Lo too, it's like, this is another thing you have to pile on your plate. And we talk about this all the time, piling more and more things on your plate. You have kids, you have a huge career, you have... And she wants him to stop smoking. Stop smoking. She's not only an actress, she's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Now you're going to have to pile, you know, alcohol abuse, a man child, basically. And this is difficult because your attention, especially in a relationship from my experience anyway, is your attention turns towards the relationship, especially if it's new. Again, even if it is again, but I don't know. What do you think about this? How do you think this is going to work out? Because my friend Josh told me one time, he's like, every relationship is supposed to fail until you find the right one. 
because you have to work through baggage and you have to work through shit together for it to be successful. So what do we think? What is he, a, a psychologist or some shit? Josh, are no, you No, he was a clown in the circus. Okay, so then who's taking advice from him? <laughs> no, that's not true. I take a lot of advice from Josh. No, um, it, what do we think about J-Lo and Ben? How is this, is this going to be the last hurrah for both of them? Or do you think this is going to be the last time they're together? Again, I'm going to encourage people to go over to Hot Messy Podcast on YouTube or write about it in the review and answer that question. But I don't know when the demise of Benefer 2.0 is is going to be. And I don't want to be negative and live in that space. But what I do want to know more about at this point, before we get to that place of just having a really shitty relationship and being like, what did I do? Did I sign a prenup? Did I not sign a prenup? I thought this was going to be my forever. Before we get to that place of just wondering, oh shit. I mean, obviously we have like a magical experience. And there are people behind those magical experiences. There are people who put together that fairy tale wedding, that event that you will remember for the rest of your life. You're not going to remember your mother's cooking, but you'll remember going to that event, right? With the elephant and the carousel and some other crazy Hollywood shit. You'll remember that. So I want to get into a conversation that we had with one of our best friends. Jason, I'm going to let you take this away and introduce her properly because it would be like me stealing your thunder if I took that. All right, everyone. We're welcoming to the show today a friend of ours. Charlie Isabella King. Now, Charlie, before I ask you a little bit about your background and who you are, I think you would be a little humble to brag. So I wanted to brag for you just a little bit, just for all of our listeners. So Charlie Isabella King is a British-born actress, singer, and dancer who, guys, has performed opposite Brooke Shields in Chicago on the West End, who has played Ula in the big, big show, Mel Brooks Producers on Broadway and on tour. You have been on As the World Turns. You are a fantastic, amazing performer. I've had the opportunity to see you in person, but that's not why we're here today and what we're here to talk about. We are having you on the show because now Charlie Isabella King is one of the most sought after event and wedding planners by A-list clientele all over the world. I love how you go with the full name. And secondly, I just want to say, I feel like you're barely scratching the surface of this resume. I feel like it would be a scroll of all of the achievements that Charlie Isabella King. (laughs) Let's just say over the years, her weddings and parties have been featured in In InStyle, People, In Touch, Bride and Bloom, Inside Weddings, OK Magazine, Style Me Pretty. I mean, I can go on and on and on. You're an award-winning event planner. And my biggest question, Charlie, and first of all, welcome to the show. How do you make this transition? Oh my gosh, that's so weird. It's like hearing about somebody else because you know when you're in it and you're living your life and you're trying to make a living and try and do great things for everybody, you just, you forget that, oh, I I did do that. Oh yeah, I did do that. It's so weird. It doesn't feel real, but bless you for listing all that off. It's it's been an incredible journey. It really has from coming to the States in 2000 and having a whole career in London on the West End before coming here. And making the transition was something that I didn't mean to make it. And I was like going along, doing great, you know, going to London and doing Chicago with Brooke and then the producers and doing all these shows. And then suddenly I got divorced. And oh, that well, was a catalyst. That's a big, yeah, that's a big, yeah, uh, that was an important part 
to yeah to to go oh gosh now what do I do um I'm in a different country and now I have to you know it's just me and so I had to toy up to decide do I go back to New York do I stay in LA and I decided to stay in LA and I just thought well musicals don't happen really in LA a lot so I figured that I should start thinking about another you know string to my bow of what's going to happen you know when I hit 40 what am I going to do and so I just opened a window of wedding planning and googled wedding planners and up popped this gorgeous web um, website and I called the planner Gianna I she's a dear friend to this day and I was like I think I want to be a wedding planner and she's like send me your resume and I'm like it's all acting and she was like she's laughing and she's like okay so she's like, come shadow me at a bat mitzvah never been to a bat mitzvah in my life and I show up and I'm like it's like putting on a show you oh, know there's yeah. like there's yeah. a tent and there's this massive stage and there's dancing and there's singing and I'm like, this is amazing. And then I sit next to this lady at the catering tent and she's British and we just hit it off. Uh, Pauline Parry from Good Gracious Events and that lady changed my life. She wow. shadow her for six events. And at the end of the event, she said, do you want to do this full time? And I'm like, I think so, yes. And she said, well, come work for me, be my assistant and I'll teach you everything you need to know. And I said, yes. That wow. powerful word is saying yes. And I, I mean, so you found, because, you know, you're an artist, right? You, you've been yeah. an artist for a long time. You mm. found similarities and creative outlets in this world that could kind of take you to bring you into a new life, basically. Yeah, it's the similarities are really uncanny. A bit like, you know, from your past, from doing Cirque du Soleil into now into doing this, it's still, you're still entertaining. You're still you know, you're producing an event. So I knew I had hit on something special. They let me get the bride down the aisle and I got the goosies and I started <laughs> to tear up, you know, the goosies, the JLo goosies. I started to tear up and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then the band would come on and then, you know, the lights would come on. And I'm like, I think this is, this is it. When I joined this company, Good Gracious Events, um, before I opened up Bluebell Events and I trained with them for three years, the first job we had was in Vegas at this conference. And we literally produced this crazy show where we had models sitting in bathtubs of syrup and uh, oh I had like, food, things in the wig. I mean, I was like, this is show. This is putting on a show. And that's how I, when I meet new clients and they say, well, why should I hire you to there's so many wedding planners, planners out here, you know, and I'm like, well, this is my background. This is how I see your wedding. We are putting on a show. I know how to produce a show. You guys are the stars of the show. And to me, the flow of a wedding is like the flow of a musical, you know, beginning and middle and end. You have to take your guests on a journey. You have to have that excitement in the flow like you would a show because you don't want people to cut the cake and go oh can we leave now you know <laughs> you, you've all been to those weddings right when you're like can we just leave you oh, know? some i've been to some that i wanted to leave I, when i got you, there you know I, I, you yes don't want that experience so you want to make it exciting for your guests and i think that's what sets me apart from other wedding planners is my background i can i ask you charlie with how much detail like you're talking about you know, tubs full of syrup. And I'm sure that you get some wild requests. First, I want to start here. That way I can go into the second question. I'm going to segue. What do you <laughs> think the most wild request from a client to this day has been? Gosh. Like an what? elephant in the room. Well, I don't know. Yes, we've had the elephants for the Indian weddings. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, we've had elephants. Like full, like elephants. Full like on. Full-blown, like circus elephants. The big, gorgeous elephant that was in the movies with uh, with Reese Witherspoon. There was one elephant that did everything. It was the busiest elephant in show business. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're not allowed to do that anymore. You can't have the elephant. I think she got tired and they retired her. But no, I, I, legally, I don't think you're allowed to do it anymore. But yeah, so elephants flying in caviar from crazy places. You know, it's just, it's just, you do get some outrageous requests and you just have to go, yep, I can do that. And then you have to go, how am I going to do that? <laughs> you know? How am I going to figure this but, one but out? You make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Performers, different performers that they want to perform at weddings, you know, crazy things. But Does that's it, part of the job. If they want, you know, surprise guests or someone to fly in, say like it's a husband and a wife or a husband, and husband, a wife, a wife, say the couple you know, they're getting ready for this event and they want to surprise their partner with a few guests that they didn't know who was coming. Would it be, would it fall on your shoulders to, you know, book those tickets, book those hotel rooms, the flights? Are you in charge of everything? I'm at everything. I'm in charge of every, every single thing with the wedding. Like if you think of, yeah. Um, yeah. Not so much like plane tickets and things like that for the guests, that's all on them, but everything to do with, with the wedding. I help, you know, with the, I have a travel agency that we work with. So yes, we can help with that. But I outsource to all these different amazing vendors. But so the look of it, the flowers, the lighting, the the design, you know, I design the entire wedding. Um, and then I bring in vendors that, you know, match the client, match their personalities, match the budget. There's all sorts of things that go into putting the wedding in and who I match up with who. This, this sounds like a lot of people to stay in communication with at all times, especially yes. if you had like multiple events and weddings. And do you get booked like that? Do you have multiple happening almost at the same time where you're like almost working yourself too thin? It got to the point where, yes, I changed my my whole business model recently. Yeah. So I don't do as many weddings now because I just take on a certain amount of the certain kind of weddings that I want to take on. Because you're dealing with possibly 25, 30 vendors per wedding. So if you imagine managing all those people times however many weddings you have going on. And then so it that's it's a lot. It's a lot of communication. And like you said, it's wedding. it's a show. It's a special day for a lot of people. You want yeah. you want your your clients to feel like they are the most important. They're the stars of the show. When yeah. you have a lot of stars that you need to take care of and you need to make sure that things go off without a hitch, I can only imagine the stress that comes into this position. Jason, I wanted to ask Charlie too, with as much detail that goes into these events that you plan, how many real, you know, realistically, I know you just said that you changed your business model, but realistically, how many do you think you could take on a year? I like to do 12, 10 to 12 is, okay. is a really nice um, sweet spot because then you can really give everybody the attention that you, you know, that you really want to give them and that they need. And you don't want to be, you don't ever want to say you're too, too busy for somebody else. You know, you, everybody needs the exact same attention, whether they're, um, you know, a celebrity, a rock star, an NFL player, you know, whoever that everybody gets the same attention. And then my next question for you, only because a lot of people won't know this, but you played a big role in Jason and I's engagement with the helicopter and going over the Kardashian homes. And this kind of ties in, so bear with me, guys. But and yes. thank you for such a special day. Khloe <laughs> Kardashian 
got married in nine days. And Chris Jenner pulled this together. So my question for you is, what is the craziest timeline that a client has come to you with? So I did a beautiful um, same-sex wedding in 2008 for two gorgeous men. Um, right before we were there, it was going to not be legal in California. So we had six weeks to pull this off and it was a big, huge production. And it also ties in with like surprising people within a wedding, your question earlier on. So we did it in six weeks and it was a full scale, big production. We had Dancing with the Stars perform. Wow. Um, yeah. And the lovely thing is I adore this family. They had a daughter who was like 15 or 16 at the time. And then she just got married recently. So I've done her dad's wedding and I did her wedding at the Pelican Hill. And then she married a German gentleman. So we went to Germany and we did the wedding in Germany. So for this family, I've had all these beautiful celebrations of their lives over the last 10, 12 years. It's it's really incredible. Um, but we surprised the dads, one of the dads, because the daughter was a dancer. And because we had Dancing with the Stars, and at the time, Mario Lopez was on Dancing with the Stars. Long story short, our first meeting, he was sitting behind us in a coffee shop. And that's what got us thinking about doing a whole dancing thing. And she's like, oh, my God, I love Mario Lopez. And I'm like, well, don't turn around. He's sitting behind us. That got us all excited. And then I thought, well, we could do this dancing. So we got Dancing with the Stars involved and we did a surprise. Her last dance, we got Mario to show up and she rehearsed oh, wow. with him. We had costumes. So one dad knew, one dad didn't. And it was just this whole beautiful surprise for the wedding. And I love surprises. I love them. So. I love did, did you ever tell Mario that when you guys were discussing this possible creation... Yes. <laughs> that while we were talking about this, you were standing right behind us. Right behind us. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was great. And he was so lovely. And he was such a good sport. And it, and he just, yeah, he, he was really fabulous. It was a I great want to sport. ask you because I've actually had the opportunity to work with you briefly on an event, which I thought was amazing. I've never <laughs> seen something turned around as fast as it, it got turned around, but it was a 70s party in Malibu. Yes. Do you remember that party? Yes. And they turned an entire tennis court into this 70s disco. Yes. Everything was was so detail-orientated in this. It was amazing. But when things were getting set up, I was looking at the clock and I was thinking, there is no way yeah. this is going to be pulled off within an hour. And within an hour, everything had come together. Are there any times where you're you're setting up, you know, one of these surprises or this event or you expect certain things from these vendors and they arrive and at the last minute you have to completely change everything you you thought that was going to happen? Yeah, things happen on on set, on site, you know, and you, you have to like change on a dime. That was a great party, wasn't it? That was a celebrity party. That was a celebrity yeah. party, yes. Malibu, yeah, that was um, it was it was a fun one. Um, yeah, I've had I've had the wrong thing show up. Um, I've had things show up that didn't fit, and you just have to like you go into this weird thing. You either to be an event planner, you have to have tons and tons of patience and you have to be able to not panic and not freak out. It's like if the Titanic's going down, you want to be playing the strings on the, you know, with the orchestra and not like, <laughs> ah, you know, screaming and running around with your hands in the air. Cause if I freak out, everybody else around me freaks out. 
And so, yeah, there's times when I've gone, all right, let me make a phone call. I need to do this. I need to do that. Bring another vendor in. I had something not show up one day and I had to go and get another vendor last minute. So that's why our vendor relationships are so important because sometimes you have to call on someone at the last minute and go, do me a favor. This hasn't shown up or this showed up and it's broken. I know you have one of these and the vendors are so lovely. They go, yep, got it. Be there. Give me an hour, whatever, and touch wood. Yeah. It's always, it's always <laughs> touching my head. It always goes, you know, it works out. And that's because of my vendor relationships because I am nothing without my vendors. Absolutely nothing. So they are the most important things to me. So, but yes, but going back to your question. Yeah. Sometimes you think, oh my God, I have an hour. This is never going to happen. But you just have <laughs> trust that it will all come together. And sometimes we are picking up stuff off the floor, literally as the doors open and the guests walk in. And we're like, because if nothing had happened, and we'd be ready for hours. <laughs> I would imagine that there's more factors or things that could potentially go wrong or be looked past the bigger that the event gets. So mm-hmm. I did also have another question for you. What do you think the biggest event today is that you've planned oh i'd love to know that too because it would be the the um beautiful wedding for kevin and dennis these two gentlemen in malibu that same-sex wedding that was probably one of the the biggest that's one for the books yeah it was really one for the books on many many levels and then i this year we did a beautiful wedding at the beverly hills hotel i love clients that come to me with an out-of-the-box um, idea, uh, you know, a theme for their wedding. And this beautiful bride um, in this Beverly Hills ho- hotel wedding, it was a COVID wedding that had been moved for two years, but she had such um, an out of the box thing that she wanted for her wedding. It was the Beverly Hills wedding theme, but we were throwing in 1950s Hollywood. So, you know, I wow. went to prop houses that I would never normally go to, to bring in 1920s furniture. It spanned 1920s and 1950s. So we, we basically set designed. So I, I brought in a friend who's a set designer and we, we created a set. We didn't create a wedding ballroom. It was something really completely different. And that gets my juices going because it's like, it's so different. You're like, it's showtime. It's It's showtime. It's so crazy to me. So many of the similarities in the entertainment world that go into pulling off these events and weddings. It's insane to me. Now, I know you work with a lot of celebrity clientele and I know you probably sign a lot of NDAs. Yes. But if you could maybe say, I've worked with this person and they were amazing. Who who would be one of the biggest people you've ever worked with to put an event together? Oh my gosh. If you're allowed um, to say. If I'm allowed to say. I know there's some that I can't say. And there's some pictures that will never be out there on Instagram, even though you'd want them to be. Because they're, they're I've, you know, the party that I worked with you at, I'm, I can't even say who was there, but the likes of the Kardashians were there. Yeah. The likes of, of other A-list celebrities were definitely there. And it was just so... Yeah impressive to see how impressed they were i was so bummed that i had to work that night and jason got to come help you i was i was so disappointed when jason told me who he helped walk to the bathroom i'm like i would die for this (laughs) you know and that's why they hire me because i you know if it is an end and i can't say i will never say you know you'll have to 
flog me to death to get it out of me. And then it I takes worked. a lifetime to build a reputation and two seconds to destroy it. That's right. Yeah. But I can say, because uh, I did a Baker Mayfield's wedding, who was with the Cleveland Browns, yeah, who's now with the Carolina Panthers. I did his wedding, which was gorgeous. His beautiful wife, Emily, that was a fabulous wedding to do because he's just so lovely. And my first wedding out the gate was actually Alanis Morissette's wedding. Wow. Oh, wow. But I that was, you know, I can't show anything from that wedding, but um, it was a beautiful wedding. So you just yeah. keep it all stored up here. You're just like, these yeah, are, it's, it's almost like, it's <laughs> like, I was going to ask you, what is one of the best parts of your job? But it's probably not only creating this, I don't want to answer for you, but creating these memories where you get to see these beautiful yeah. creations come to life, but also seeing that sometimes or most of the time, once they're delivered and your job is done, you're making other people's dreams come true and you're delivering those same memories for them. That's why I do it. This is like a beautiful symphony. It is. It's creating magic. It's creating memories in people's lives that they will look back on for the rest of their lives. So, you know, when they're older, they'll remember their wedding. So for me, the experience of putting somebody's wedding together has to be amazing from beginning to end. Because I you need them to take that experience with them their whole life. If it's stressful, if it's, you know, whatever, they're going to remember that. So to me, a beautiful, smooth planning of the event is just as important as the day of. And yeah, that's what I love about it. It's people, it's emotions, it's memories, no matter who you are, whether you're a celebrity, doesn't matter whose wedding I'm doing. You, everybody has and will have a memory and everybody will. And that's what I take in my heart is seeing everybody dancing on the dance floor, having a good time yes. with dad, with their mom. The parents get me. I just, I get so emotional with grandparents. That I feel I- like your <laughs> slogan for Bluebell events should be Bluebell events. And at the bottom, bippity boppity boo. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? With the magic, del- I, I'm yes! here for, I think that this would be a great slogan for you because you're like That's the magic. This is good. I might steal that. Yeah, I, like I love that. that. <laughs> magic one. Well, that's yeah. the feeling I got when you guys got engaged. You know, when we were, when I was planning this with Jason and it was, oh my God, it was so exciting. And, you know, he was like, what can I do? And I'm like, oh, we need to get this. We need to get the helicopter. And then like knowing who to call, you know, and making it happen. And then sneaking the photographer on the helicopter. Oh my gosh. I, I have to you know, say, you know, so it's really funny how this all happened because Adam and I had been together for a long time and I, I knew he was the one that, of course, it's your best friend you want to be with for the rest of your life. And I remember my sister has a very loud mouth sometimes. And she was we like, We love you, Al. We love you, Al. But she's like, Adam's going to ask you in, when we go to Los Angeles. And I'm like, What the hell? Yeah, but mine, like, didn't, oh. mine did not top. Mine was like going back to the Santa Monica Pier and doing something like, Okay, here it is. It was definitely nothing like you and Charlie planned at all. Well, I, I'm thinking like in, in my head, this only happens like once. I mean, sometimes it happens more than once and that's okay too. But this only happens once and I want it to be so special and so memorable. And when I called you, the first thing you said was helicopter. I got it. It's going (laughs) to land on a cliff in Malibu. There's nothing up there except a picnic table. The the champagne will already be there. Everything's going to be set up. I was like, what the hell? I was like, well, first of all, I was like, how much is this going to cost me? (laughs) Charlie set the tone for all of my future engagements to come. Okay. I just I told just Adam, you know, I said, you know, Charlie has a friend who does like LA tours on helicopter and she can't go and 
she said that we could go in her place. I think I said something like that. Or we're yeah. going to go have dinner, but we have to go take this helicopter. And this girl will be on shooting for some celebrity That's magazine because cool. we're going to go over the fly over the Kardashians. Out, I which was we so naive. Did. I cannot believe how naive I was <laughs> after all of that. And just even getting on there and she's like, yeah, I'm just shooting for a ma-. And I'm like, that's random. Well, if we're going to this person who is also a celebrity's house, but you can only get there by helicopter, why would there be like a paparazzi people magazine <laughs> photographer? Now thinking back, I'm like, that is the silliest. Like, I can't even believe I bought that. And I don't know who came up with it and sold it to me, but I did. I bought right into it. I subscribed to it. <laughs> I love it. Was it was funny though because when we were going over the houses and and the pilot was pointing out like there's Chloe Kardashian's house. I mean Adam's eyes lit up because he is such a Kardashian freak. <laughs> so he was buying it that this was like a little tour and and then the pilot was like uh we don't do this very often but I can actually land on this cliff and this the sunset's going to be really beautiful right now. The photographer Jenny she was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we have to do that. That'd be amazing. I can get some great shots for the magazine. It was so funny. And then that's where... She snuck in a bush while you took Adam to yep. the, the cliff and, and got down on one knee. And then I turned around and there was champagne on the thing. Yeah. On that table. Yes. Wow. So romantic. Wow. See, I live my romantic dreams through you guys. <laughs> but I mean, Charlie, this is just an engagement. This is what you do for an engagement. I can't even imagine <laughs> what you would do for... What are we going to do for your guys' wedding? That's why for, we need to we take out a to, loan. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For you, Charlie. But that's why I think it's so important to not just to have this conversation because you never know who's listening, right? And mm-hmm. I've noticed that with our YouTube platform and now that we're navigating into something different because we've built such a Bravo-focused community over there. I yeah. get people who reach out from like the Hiltons to, I mean, just different housewives. And we have big sort of networks through just a platform that you would have never even dreamed of. And then on here, who knows? Because this is just the beginning. And we wanted to start off our first five episodes with five of our favorite people. And you were one of them. So I thought this was incredible. So not only are we talking about these big special events, but also if you want to plan something and you do have questions, I think it's important. Charlie, they can reach out to you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes people just call me and they can't, you know, afford whatever to hire me for their wedding, but I always want to help people. So I always want to say, okay, you need to do this, this, and this, don't do this, hire this, you know, I like to be able to, to, to educate. That's what it is. Cause most people have never planned a wedding before. So it's educating people. You know, sometimes someone will say, Oh, I have this budget for 300 people. And I have to educate that that will buy you a hamburger and a diet coke but and it's and that's really hard because people work hard for their money and and so i just feel people if i can educate and help people so they don't go down a rabbit hole that they get halfway through and go oh my god this is just you know like how setting appropriate expectations yes yeah so yes in answer to your question yes i i will help anybody that would has questions you know, and I do an Instagram live show as well, which I know Jason's been on, and yes. I yeah, on a it. Great one. Love people to come in and ask questions there as well. So I, I'm, I'm open for what, to help anybody any way I can. And if you do, if you guys do want to check out Charlie, of course, I just want to kind of plug this in here really quick because, like Charlie said, Instagram, but you can also go to the website bluebelleevents.com. B L U E B 
ellevents.com. That way you can really check out the magic, the bippity boppity boo of Bluebell Events. <laughs> and then you definitely, like Charlie, like you said, you do have an IG live show that you do weekly, right? Yes, I just started. I did it all through COVID as a way to stay connected to everybody in my industry, but also in the theater industry, movies, TV, books, um, a, a lawyer to help us navigate, you know, force majeure when all the contracts were like collapsing around us. So it's a really wide range of um, amazing people that I, I mean, just- we're talking Catherine Zeta-Jones, Monty Durham from Say Yes to the Dress, you said Susan Stroman. Name some of these people and then you just name them. Did you well, get I, it, no, on, on the okay. show, on the show, you know, yeah. On, They're out on there my, on the Instagram, so you're uh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Monty Durham, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Susan Stroman, the choreographer from The Producers and so much more these conversations you have too it's so interesting how you intertwine your background in entertainment with other artists or other people in your industry and like you said having a lawyer on to talk about some of these things yeah is, is incredible it's incredible yeah, it's a fun listen yeah robert shank the wedding industry lawyer the COVID hit march 15th whatever it was and i had a wedding the next day gone you know completely canceled and i and then somebody had said to me what are you going to do? Because this is going to last for a long time. I'm like, no, it'll be two weeks. I'll be fine. She's like, no, this is going to be a nightmare for you and for everybody. What are you going to do to help people? Because you need to be there for everybody. Because if you just disappear, it's just, you know, it's going to be so hard to come back. You need to help people. That's the bottom line. So I, I thought, well, I could call people up or email them. And then I thought, no, we need answers. We need help here. And um, I had just taken on a wonderful new social media girl, Courtney. And she's like, you should do Instagram live. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> so I called my lovely friend, Robert. And I was like, do you want to be my first guest on this show that I have no idea what I'm doing? And he was like, sure. So he came on and yeah, and that's how it started. And it was so helpful. And then people in my industry were going, oh my God, this is so great. When are you doing the next one? I want to learn more. And it just helped so many people. And I ended up doing like over a hundred shows. Wow. And, and this year work just like, you know, weddings were back on and work just exploded. So I've stopped it. And then I started back about two weeks ago. So we're wow. back in business on the gram. Back on the gram. And if people want to find you on Instagram to watch these lives, where can they go? Yes, there. So my Instagram is at Charlie Bluebell. And that's C-H-A-R-L-E-Y. Charlie Bluebell, and um, I do them Mondays at one o'clock. But just just to elaborate too, when we say Mondays normally at one, for all of those who are listening, that is Pacific Standard Time. Yes. PST. PST. Yes. So much fun. What a great conversation. Charlie, first of all, we know you're busy. We do appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your experiences with us in this crazy industry that is so similar to the entertainment industry, which I find so crazy. I didn't until until Charlie made the comparisons and described the transition and how how she did that. Because Charlie, before we sign off too, I just wanted to say one of my questions I wanted to ask you originally, but you answered it before I had the chance to was, you know, there are so many people, whether it's in the circ community or the entertainment industry, dancers, yeah. athletes, or people who even are in the military that learn a special, a special skill, like being a sniper or something. I don't know. And then they get thrown back into life where maybe their body has aged out of it or they, they're, 
something got hurt or so many different circumstances and you just don't know what's going to happen. And then you're like, wow, I had this really special skill. What do I do now? Yeah. So when you explained that and you said how similar it was, you know, performing to now we're putting on a show. I was like, that was the best answer that I could have ever asked for. And you answered it without (laughs) us even asking. I thought that was great. Oh, well, it is. It's like finding your passion. It's because it's hard when you've done something that you've loved for 25 years and then you have to think about changing. It's, it's, it's a mental thing as well as a physical thing. It's the, it's, you've got to be mentally happy with the transition. And sometimes that's hard for people. And I know a lot of people struggle with that transition. Um, so I always just say, just follow your passion, go with your heart, do something after that career that fuels your passion as much as your other career did. And then you'll be, and then you'll just can't, you'll be happy. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No, I and love a, that. I and a too. weird callback thing as well with Jason with them. Um, Cirque du Soleil. Many years ago, we um, Jason was what you were with Cirque Berserk. Oh and yes, I, and I choreographed for you. Yes, one of the shows in the big top. And now, calling back the past career into the new career, I've hired Cirque Berserk to do one of my clients' um, business parties. Oh wow! So we're putting on a Cirque show. Isn't and that crazy? It's always full circle. Is, yeah, That's- the entertainment world is so small. Yeah. And it's so crazy how you develop the connections and and ah that's yeah. so crazy. What a great all, story. I love that. Years ago. And then and I love it because now I have all these circ performers coming to the house. So I'm building the green room for them and the backstage. And like I know how they would and should be treated, but don't always get treated well in the event industry. Entertaining right. people and artists. I'm like, make sure you feed them, make sure they have water, you know, because I've been shoved in a room before when I've had to like perform at an event. So I always like to make sure they're taken care of. But I just love that we're talking today and this morning I'm going through the show flow for this Cirque Berserk event. I mean, it's wow. That's, there's no such thing as a coincidence. Not at all. And it's, such a, it's, it's full circle. Mm-hmm. Just to share this story really quick. I was performing at Cirque du Soleil in Atlanta <laughs> and Charlie was performing the producers as Ula, also in Atlanta, I think at the Fox Theater. Yeah. And we were both staying at the same hotel. And my stage manager from Cirque du Soleil, who you've worked with before, said, yeah. I have a really great friend in town. You need to meet her. And we had some champagne and crab cakes. And here we are almost 20 years later yeah. talking on a podcast. I love it. Love it. And I remember coming to see the show and seeing you do backflips on the Travelator, thinking, oh, my God, this guy's incredible. It was I'm glad you I'm glad you saw that when I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. And just that whole show just blew me. Well, the whole circ thing just blows my mind. And then coming to see you when you were the lead in the show and just you were just I mean, that was the dream. Dream. Dream role, the trickster. Dream, dream role, the trickster, but a dream to, you know, I, I think artists inspire each other too. And I know you inspire your clients with what you do, but you inspired me so much. Aww. seeing you in the Fox Theater in Atlanta and 
just to like, we all need that in the world, whether it's, you know, talking to each other or, or the inspiration from seeing one another perform that exchange of energy. And you gave me so much light that day. And it really did help me want to do something bigger and better. Thank you so much, Charlie. And thank you for coming on Hot Messy Podcast. Yes, thank you for having me, guys. (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm honored. And thank you so much. All right, guys. That was Charlie King, one of the most sought after A-list celebrity event planners and wedding planners. What an interesting conversation. I love her. I love her. Oh, my God. I love her. You should see her. You should have seen her perform. You know, she played Velma Kelly opposite Brooke Shields in London's West End. And when she rose out of the stage, because Velma Kelly makes an entrance where they rise out of the stage, you just got chills. I mean, Charlie knows what she's doing. She's fantastic. I do want to kind of spill some tea, though, because we talked about it just a little bit in the interview. I worked an event with Charlie and... She's you probably, were so. She probably does not want you to say this. I know, I know, but I just have to. I have to. I have to get this off my chest. Oh my god! You know, because okay. uh, you were so mad that you didn't get to work this event with me. I quit my job that and, night. Oh, you did quit your job. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Well, you should have come straight over to the party because we were just talking to Charlie about who I walked to the bathroom during her event, and it was Chris Jenner. Can we also I say walked, really quick? Just tell us the driveway story. This is the silliest thing I've ever heard of. Well, hold life. on, hold on a second. Let me let me tell you this because when I saw Chris Jenner on the guest list, I was like, holy shit. This is bigger than all the Kardashians combined. You know, she's like the mogul right now, right? So, and maybe mafia, who knows? But I walked her to the bathroom and she asked me how my night was. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's great. And she's like, God, I remember hospitality and it is not easy. And she told me the story of her being a flight attendant. And I had no idea she was a flight attendant. I know that's like kind of public knowledge. I had no idea. But at this event, you know, it was an event at someone's house and they were utilizing like the the tennis courts uh, to make a party. But no one was allowed to drive up the driveway. And it was like a hill. Can you imagine all these Hollywood women walking up with their like four inch heels up this the concrete hill? It was very, very entertaining. But one car pulled up and it was Chris Jenner's. She got to pull straight up to the party. And it's she was in her little Maybach. In her little Maybach, I want to say it was a lot bigger than a little, but it was and nice. And she, of course, then Jason's like, Jason's talking to me because I called him and I was crying, quit my job. It was like the worst night of my life. And I don't want to get into detail about that. But I called Jason and I was like, how's your night going? He's like, and he's like, this is what's happening. And he like was texting me and he's like, Chris Jenner. Beyonce's mom is here, all of these other people. And it was the guy who, and I know we mentioned this in the interview, it was the, well, oh, I'm getting a signal. We don't talk about that. But the point is, it was a celebrity star-studded event. And I wish I would have been there. Jason, you had an experience and I'm jealous. It was an experience. No, for sure. You know, just getting back to that whole conversation we were having at the top of the show about, you know, Benifer and Tom and Giselle and all of these divorces. I mean, it gets you thinking. It's like, what happens next? And you were talking about numbers. You were talking about, oh, well, I, I love J-Lo numbers. is worth more. Oh, you love net worths too. J-Lo is worth this. Ben is worth that. Giselle is worth this. Tom is worth that. How do you feel about prenups, Adam? Uh, don't get me bitching about something. <laughs> is that what you're looking for? You want a bitch session? I want a bitch session. Oh, 
Okay, fuck. Here we go. Let's jump when in. It, <laughs> when it comes to numbers, I don't, I don't play around with numbers. My parents have been divorced multiple times. I feel like they do it for a sport at this point. Tom Brady is a football player, and I feel like that my parents play for the team of divorce. So my whole thing is. I've seen my parents and mind you, we grew up very middle class and like very fortunate. My parents grew well, while we grew up, they worked multiple jobs. And I know I've said that before. So it's not like we had some big fancy mansion. We didn't go to private school. It was nothing like that. So every time I saw my dad get a divorce because he was not happy and he would, you know, kind of switch up his life and meet someone new, he always just gave everything to the person because he felt bad. And then I'm like, okay, you're playing with a couple tens of thousands of dollars, which is a lot of money. But then when I think about people in the celebrity world, when you're playing with hundreds of millions of dollars, I'm like, no, 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 no. I hate when I have conversations with people and they're like, a divorce is not necessary or not a divorce. A prenup is not necessary. It's only, you know, just keeping the idea alive that you, maybe if you wanted to get a divorce, you can. No, you fucking idiot. It's protecting uh, yourself. So if you want and you want to walk away from the relationship because maybe after 10 years you outgrew it, then you get to walk away with your sanity and your bank account. And the other person is financially stable as well because you outline that. It's not like a he said, she said, she said, she said, he said, he said. And you go to the court and then you're all of a sudden fighting. I mean, listen, it's a great blueprint for especially, let's say, I Jennifer would never Lopez. get married without a prenup. That's crazy. I think it's a great blueprint for celebrities who are, you know, who have had careers, who have built careers before. But Adam, you know, you come from a family that has been divorced and, and married a lot of times. I come from a family where my parents never were divorced and they had a good relationship. And they built everything together. Do you think that a prenup is necessary even when you're building things together? Yes, I do. Because I think that when you go through a divorce, no one is your best friend. I think it's important as you build your empire together to figure out, like if I have something and that you you know, work on 25% or you have something and I work on you know, 25, 30%, whatever it is. If we have different businesses, like Jason wants to start a business coming up at the beginning of the year and it's something inspired by his father, different things like that, that is his brain baby child. And I think that that would belong to you, God forbid something happened. And I understand that we all play a role in helping each other as a couple as we grow this empire. But there are certain things that the equity in it really more so belongs to person X as opposed to person Y. And I, I honestly, I firmly believe that prenups, even if you write in the prenup 50-50, that is the prenup. It's very generic, 50-50. We're walking away half of everything. Well, I guess too, when you're getting down to a divorce and there is no prenup, right? You're asking for things, you want things, you want a certain amount of money. I want this car, I want this house, I want this dog. Maybe it is better to to write it down, you know, and then if if God forbid it ever comes to that, you have something to a blue a blueprint. You're saying it the right way, Jason. Like there has to be the breaking up of the am I I don't know if I'm saying this right, the stigma of thinking that a prenup is a negative thing. I think it's a blueprint that just helps make that process of being a being able to walk away. Like that's already a difficult process to have to uproot your life and change it. And then there's it. We're watching someone in our family go through it right now. 
it's such a difficult situation already. And then actually the person who we're watching, they're going through it and they're trying to figure out how they're going to divvy up their business. Like, do you understand why I'm saying a prenup? No, and, and it's sense? the thing. I, okay, I do, you know, cause I've always told you, you know, from my household and my experiences with, with marriage, it's always been a good thing. It's always been 50, 50. The family has always built it together. The couple has always built it together, but the more and more I watch friends or close family members go through this, you know, in this current divorce that that we're watching, watching, there is still a lot of love there. It just doesn't work. But when you start throwing in a business, it becomes very, very dirty. A business, and, property, animals, but then the I property, mean, is, yeah, doesn't, it's not in the same name as land. Like it's Jason. It's. I still believe, I still believe what Josh said. Every relationship is meant to fail until you find the right one. You have, we all have baggage as individuals. When we come in and we start a partnership with someone, we have to learn the baggage. And then if we want to deal with the baggage with that person, you deal with it. Yeah, there are things that you shouldn't accept. Cheating, uh, abuse, you know, things like that. I completely understand. But when it comes to... No. My point is, put on a fucking helmet. If you're going to get married, I understand there's baggage. If you're going to get married, just protect yourself. Put on your pads, put on your helmet. I watched some woman get out of the elevator the other day with her electric bike, and she was padded all the way down. So if I can translate that into a wedding, a marriage, and going into a divorce, which would be like the end of the bike ride on your electronic bike, you still have your padding on. So if you're going to get hit with something, you're going to be ready for the impact. That's my point. Well, with that, (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to go ahead and get our marriage license now. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and draft up that prenup, girl. (laughs) All right. Maybe it is. 70% for Jason. 30 for Adam. God, I'm going to be on one of those investigate shows like Wives with Knives or How I Got Away with Murder. Just kidding. Please do not call the police on me. I'm kidding. Yeah, don't let's not do that. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us yet again for another episode of Hot Messy Podcast. We are loving your support. Thank you so much for your ratings, your reviews, for reaching out on social media. We're everywhere too. Instagram, Twitter. Of course, as Adam said earlier, you can go to our YouTube to see some visual clips from the podcast. And until next time, we love you guys. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.